0: I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. O oh, the pure delight in a single hour that before thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer with thee, my God, I commune as my friend with friend. There are depths of love that I cannot know till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach till I rest in peace with thee. Draw me nearer Nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Welcome to episode one of Conquering Me the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. In this episode, I want us to really understand the importance of the Holy Ghost drawing us closer to God. A lot of times we put so much emphasis on our level of discipline. And our level of even scriptural understanding and how long we pray, how often we pray. Did we do the new Bible challenge reading? Did we listen to the message on today? It's this interesting thing how we have created checklists to make us feel closer to God, but yet we forget that the spirit man needs the Holy Spirit to draw us to God. There is always a constant war that is happening between the spirit and the flesh, right? And so later we will discuss that and give us some scriptural references on what I'm talking about specifically with that, about the internal war that is happening, or even the war in the spiritual realm. But before we go there, the reason why I read those lyrics of Draw Me Near, I was in prayer and I was just in deep prayer. And I was really praying for this podcast and praying for like, God, show me what you want your people to hear, what is it that I need in my life? What is it that the people of God need in their life and whoever needs in their life? Because my hope is it's not just believers who begin to listen to this, but also maybe those who are curious about God, right? Sometimes we forget that it's good for people to have a curiosity about God. So as I was in prayer, this song came so heavily on me and I was just singing it and I was on the side of the bed and I was crying and, and I was just like, God, draw me nearer, draw, draw me nearer. And it's interesting because I remember a time in my life when I was singing that song of God, draw me nearer. It was because I felt like my life was so chaotic. There was so much happening. I felt like things were not moving in the direction I wanted them to. I felt stuck. In a lot of ways, I felt like, I don't know, I just felt far from him. And sometimes in our walk with God, we feel far from him. It does not mean that we are necessarily, but sometimes that's just how we feel. Like, you know, here's the truth. During that time, I was going to church. I was still praying. I was reading my word. I was involved in church. I was loving my husband and all these things. But something was happening that was allowing the woes of life to become greater than the victory and the promises of God. So as I was singing this song to myself and to the Holy Spirit a few weeks ago, and the Lord brought back to my memory my position in that state of how, where I was two years ago when I was singing this song often in prayer and worship. And then I realized how much I have grown and changed during that time, thank God. During that time a few years ago, the draw me nearer was a place of desperation. God, if I don't feel you or need, if I don't get your touch, that's what the old saints used to say growing up. God, if I don't feel your touch, if I don't get you now, I don't know what I what will happen. I don't know if depression will consume me. I don't know if anxiety will consume me. If I will stay in a place of worry, will I just forget? and become hopeless, right? So it was this desperation that was happening within me a few years ago about drawing me nearer to God. God, please, I was literally playing to God, draw me nearer. The interesting part is, through the years, God has drawn me nearer, but I can tell the difference, well, the reason why I can tell the difference is because I know that I have spiritually grown. I have emotionally matured. So many things have changed within me. My level of faith has increased. The Bible talks about we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. So my level, level of faith has increased. But also what's interesting a few weeks ago when I was singing this song uh, during prayer and worship, just my alone time with God, my heart posture was different. I was asking God to draw me nearer because I just wanted to be close. I just wanted to have another level of wisdom. I wanted to have another level of his love, his kindness and his understanding. And I love how we can sing something or read a scripture or have an understanding that meet us specifically where we are. And in that moment, The Holy Ghost allowed me to see the difference in the two Jennifers, where I was a few years ago and where I am today. And so it let me know the importance of asking God to draw us nearer to him on a consistent basis. It is not just a basis of when we are feeling stuck or we are feeling alone or we feel like no one is by our side. It is a consistent conversation of saying, God, draw us closer to you, draw us closer to your love, draw us closer to your power of healing, your truth, draw us closer to your compassion, your level of understanding, draw us closer to you. And I wonder if we took that mindset and that heart posture, would it help with us stop trying to figure out the next steps in life and just surrender? Now, here's the thing. The Bible talks about counting the costs. The Bible talks about um, level of wisdom from planning to structure, organizations and even thinking of the future. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that a wise man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children. So yes, we are to think of the future, but the problem is we are too married to the results of the future. So if I am focusing on drawing closer to God, I am focusing on the next step and move in God and not my own understanding. And this is why I thought of that old hymn. This is an old hymn. I believe it's from like the late 1800s. And in it, when she talks about, I am thine, O Lord, you have heard my cry. So there are seasons to where we're always crying out to God and we want God to hear us. But it's also an interesting point how she understood that she belonged to God. When we understand that we belong to God, that we know that we are covered and protected in God. The second verse says, uh, my will be lost in thine. Yikes. That's that total surrendering that I just mentioned about what if we stopped figuring things out in the next steps and we just surrendered our will to God. And I want us to understand that this is not just the first time that we have accepted salvation, right? When we have accepted salvation, it goes beyond just the Lord, you know, of saying, Lord, I receive you, I believe in you, that you are the son of God, that you are my healer and my deliverer. It goes beyond that. Salvation is a refuge and it's a consistent cleansing throughout our life. It is something of in, and I want to say this scripture, there's going to be several scriptures that I'm going to bring up. And this one that's coming to my mind is Revelation 3.20. Revelation 3.20. Well, let's go to 3.19. Revelation 3.19, those I love, I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be earnest and repent. 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Verse 21 says, To the one who overcomes, I will grant the right to sit with me on my, on my throne just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. What I love is in verse 20, the end part, It says, and if I will come in, it says my voice, let's go back. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. And I think about it. When you allow somebody into your home, there is a level of trust, comfort, and a possibility, and and also a curiosity, Maybe you're curious about this person, even if this is the first time that you met them, the first time that they have come into your home, but you were willing enough to open the door fully to allow them not to only come in and sit down, but to come and have dinner with you, to break bread, right? We use that terminology of breaking bread as something for us to relax and get to know one another. Let's have a commune, let's commune with one another, let's have a communication. And that is the interesting and the blessed part of Christ. He wants to come into our lives and commune with us. Now, what is interesting is we can let Christ into our home, which is our heart, and this is the analogy I'm using, our heart. We can let Christ into our heart. But what about those secret doors and those secret rooms? that we still have not allowed the Holy Spirit to come in. This is where we begin to self-examine and ask God to really come in and reflect. This is why we always have to say, draw me nearer. God, I've allowed you into my life. I have accepted you as my personal savior. I have accepted you um, as my healer and my deliverer. But have you accepted him as a perfect father? Have you accepted him as your financier? Have you you accepted him as the almighty knowing God? There's so many titles and so many facets of God to where sometimes we unknowingly have placed God into a specific box. Some people know God as maybe a distant God. So they rely heavily on the laws of the Old Testament. Then there's some people who say, I understand the Old Testament, but I believe in the grace under Christ and the love under Christ. Those same people say, well, I believe in God, but you know, you have to do X, Y, Z in order for this to happen. And if somebody else say, hey, I believe that God can do whatever he wants to do. It's all about a perspective and how we look at God and how we develop our relationship with God. This is why it is so, so important for us to always ask God, not for us to say, I am going to draw nearer, right? Hear me, it is a beautiful thing to say this, but the truth is our flesh never wants to do what God wants us to do. Our flesh is always on some nonsense. That's just the truth of it. Our flesh never, and let me give you some examples. This is, I'm going to read to you. This is the Passion Version of Romans 7, 19. Well, let's start at 15 through 25. It says, I'm a mystery to myself. For, I, for what I do what is right, but end up doing what is morally, instincts, condemned. And if my behavior is not in line with my desire, my conscience still confirms the excellence of the law. And now I realize that it is no longer my true self doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. For I know that nothing good lives within the flesh of my fallen humanity. The longings to do what is right are within me, but willpower is not enough to accomplish it. Now, remember, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. My lofty desires to do what is good are dashed when I do things I want to avoid. So if my behavior contradicts my desire to do good, I must conclude that it is not my true identity going, I mean, it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin hindering me from being who I really am. Verse 21 through my experience of this principle, I discovered that even when I want to do good, evil is ready to sabotage me. Verse 22, truly deep within my true identity, I love to do what pleases God. 23 says, but I discern another power operating in my humanity and waging a war against the moral principles of my conscience and bringing me into captivity as a prisoner to the law of sin. This unwelcome intruder in my humanity, verse 24, what is antagonizing the situation I am in. So who has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder of sin and death? I give all my thanks to God, for he is mighty, powerful, and has finally provided a way throughout through Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So if I left to myself, the flesh is aligned with the law of sin. But now my renewed mind is fixed on and submitting to God's righteous principles. God, draw us nearer. In this context, I believe it was Paul. In this context, he is talking from the battles of what is constantly going on within us from our flesh and our spirit. And I chose this translation because I felt like this translation can maybe simplify it a little bit. Um, it's better for us, you know, in, in our today's language where we truly understand that sometimes when we think of sin, we think of, especially in the church child in, this, in, in the church, we think of the big sins. So some type of addiction, sex, Uh, abuse there's so many things right and so we really only narrow things down to that but what about the things that we have been avoiding that God has been calling us to do but yet our flesh is saying no because it's truly out of our comfort zone it is so uncomfortable to follow God let's be real No, we do receive the joys and the victory and and we receive all of these blessed things from spiritual blessings to natural blessings. But this is why we have to die daily. And we have to say to the Holy Spirit, draw me nearer to his precious side. Because even when I want to do good, evil is always around me. God, draw me nearer to your precious bleeding side. That's where the power is. That's where the healing is. That's where the anointing is. That's where my faith is. That's where my future is. That's where my past of being released is. God, draw me nearer. God, draw me nearer. God, draw me nearer. It is a cry. It is a conversation. It is a song. However your heart heart posture is, God, draw us near. What I find interesting is this. When Jesus Christ came, and he walked this earth. He had to lay down his divinity so that he could feel the woes of us as humans. And he had to be led by the Holy Spirit. He had an immense amount of temptation. Now the blessing is he walked perfectly. So he is our perfect example. But God also gave us these wonderful other examples in the Bible that shows us their humanity from Noah, David, uh, Deborah, all these people in the Bible to where we can see the human side of us, but we strive to be like Christ, right? This is what we're doing. We're striving to be like Christ, but even in Christ, Christ as he walked this earth had to rely on the Holy Spirit to guide him. And I'm saying this to say, we have got to begin to lean on the spirit of God more. What is interesting is this. As humans, we are taught, as you get older, as you mature, you become more independent. But in Christ, the moment you become saved, and you mature more and more in Christ, you realize how you have to become more dependent on Christ. Because you begin to have a level of wisdom that you did not have when you first entered in. So you see the spiritual battles. You see and you discern things that are happening that is beyond you. So you have to say, I cannot discipline or one, two, three step my way out of this. This must come out through prayer and fasting. This comes out through pleading the blood of Jesus. This comes out through a complete total surrenderings of God in all areas of my life. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. What's so interesting is when I gave us that, acknowledge, that analogy earlier about inviting God into our home, but there's also some bedrooms and so there's some hidden rooms that we have not allowed the Holy Spirit in. And I'll give you a simple example. I'm working on this content for my husband and I's, our, our, we have a business and I was so frustrated and bothered. I'm like, Lord, I've been working on this for forever in the day. And I was trying to write because I told myself, you're going to finish this today. Now, this is a very, very simple analogy. I mean, uh, example. But as I was sitting here writing and I was putting all this stuff down, I got so frustrated and so overwhelmed to where I just really wanted to be done. And then I had to tell myself, you all said this business is unto God. It is from God and it's for God. And it's for God to get the glory and it's for people to be blessed. So I said, Lord, if this business is from you, for you, I need to invite you into this process. So I began to invite God into the process of building the business. And then I had to begin to reflect on my life. I have accepted Christ in my life, and I'm saying, God, I am submitting my life unto you, but my day-to-day life and day-to-day decisions, have, have I or am I willing to invite the Holy Ghost in the process? The draw me nearer is not just drawing me nearer to the end result, but it's drawing me nearer throughout the process. It is draw me near from step one to step two, three, four, because drawing me near is literally a cry and a mission that you need the power of God throughout every area of your life. Every area of your life. And what is so interesting, the Bible also says, and Jesus said it. He said, "The only one though, uh, that will come; those who will come to me are those who were sent by God Himself." So it's this interesting dynamics that is happening, where we begin to see that, and this is in a specific scripture I'm speaking of, is John six forty one. I mean six forty four. Excuse me. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. So even the pull that we have to God, the first moment we met God. And I like to say that I do, right? Your salvation when you have accepted Christ is your I do. You and Jesus stood at the altar and said, I do. I love you. I'm a rock with you forever. That's what that was, right? So John 6, says, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up in the last day. So, even that draw, when you first, I want us, for those who know God, and when I say know God, I mean that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So, those of us who have accepted Christ as our personal Savior, I want you to take a second to really think about that moment when you first said, I do. That moment, When, for some people, you went up to the altar at your church. Some people, it was a revival. Some people, it was the side of their bedroom. Maybe it was in their car. Wherever you decided to say, Lord, come into my life. I want you as my personal savior. Let's really think about that. Do you remember a pulling at your heart? Do you remember literally your body Tingling. It was like your spirit couldn't contain what was happening. Your spirit man got so big and overwhelmed by the draw that your flesh just had to surrender. And so when you open your mouth and say, God, yes, I surrender. Some of us, we raised our hands. Some of us, you walked to the altar. It, whatever the actual physical motion was, it was a sign of saying yes. And I want us to reflect on that moment. Because that moment was literally, we were feeling the presence of God drawing us to Christ's bleeding side. I don't want us to take that moment and only consider it a moment. But what if we took that moment and turn it into a lifestyle? God, draw me nearer regarding my marriage. God, draw me nearer regarding my dating life, those who are single. God, draw me nearer for as within my business, my schooling, my, my job, my children, Whatever it is, draw me nearer because what it is is we know that Christ is the solution. When the Bible says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. The focus is not I, the focus is through Christ. Now the blessing is because we are joint heirs with Christ, we get so many benefits and we are God's children. We get so many benefits from spiritual and natural. So it is the conquering of death that Christ did a long time ago that has so much power to where I can do literally all things through Christ who strengthens me. God, draw me nearer. Draw me nearer. God, draw me nearer. Draw me nearer to your precious bleeding side. Let that blood overflow from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. God, draw me nearer. God, draw me nearer. I understand that I may be uncertain about the next steps, but I understand because I am in your will and I am in your hand and your angels of protection are around me. I'm gonna be okay. But God, draw me nearer because I wanna hear your heartbeat. I wanna touch your feet. Draw me nearer to that precious bleeding side and let the overflow of your love and your compassion and your grace come over me. God, draw me nearer. God, draw all of us nearer to that precious bleeding side. The level of humility that happens when we take on that mindset of God drawing us nearer. I'm thinking of the scripture that says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And humbling ourselves is truly positioning ourselves in the correct perspective. It was either Paul or Peter, forgive me for not knowing which one it was, but they said, I will not look any lower than who I am or higher than who I am. There is a lens that we have to look through. And that lens that we look through is through Christ. Draw me nearer. My prayer is that this podcast, this first episode of many, has blessed you to the point to where you begin to evaluate your life and saying, where do I need to allow the Holy Ghost to come in? Because remember, we said he stands at the door and knocketh. So we have to open the door and allow God to come in and dine with us. Commune with us. He's so gentle to where he said, I want to dine with you. Isn't that amazing? Revelation 320 says, I will come in and dine with him and him with me. There is an exchange that happens when we invite Christ in in every area of our lives. But we have to ask the Holy Spirit to draw us nearer to God. Because even when I want to do good, even when I want to do good, that's what Romans 7 was talking about. I want to do good. But the very nature of my my humanity, so when sin entered into this world, the Bible says we are born into sin and shaped in iniquity. So because the very nature of my humanity, maybe there's some things that have been passed down to you from generations ago that you are struggling with, and you're like, God, I want to do your will, but this thing over here keeps pulling me away. God, draw me nearer. We have to lean on the Holy Spirit more. Discipline is good. Having a plan and organization and having a strategy is good. But we cannot... Remove God from the process, and we cannot be so stuck to a certain regiment where we don't even allow the Holy Ghost to shift us or change us, right? We're so used to turning right, and the Lord says turn left, and some of us lose it. Like, oh my God, I've never turned left in my life. So it's this drawing us near God opens us to his spirit. So I pray this has blessed you. I pray you walked away with knowing that we all, I'm in this number two, we all need to have the Holy Spirit to come in in every area of our lives. This is not just for the moment we got saved, but this is for every day of our lives. So if you're listening to this on a Monday, God, draw me nearer on today, on this Monday. On this Tuesday, on this Wednesday, on this Thursday, on this Friday, on this Saturday, and on this Sunday. Because every day is a new day. Every day is a new day for great opportunities, many, many blessings. But also every day is a new day for the enemy to keep us away from the promises of God. So God, draw me nearer. I want to say this last prayer. If anyone does not know Christ in their hearts, and this message makes you say, God, I want to know you. I want to know who you are. I want to draw nearer to you. I want you just to repeat after me. God, come into my heart. I believe that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me, and I believe that you got up for me. And I believe that you have set me free from my sin. Say, God, I am ready for developing a beautiful and joyous relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. I love you all. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Speak to you next time.